let's record. We're recording. This is a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Huzzah! Great. Let's watch Zombie Kid for a second. Cool. What was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was the Lost Classics from Twilight Zone, 1994. Did you oh watch those God. with us or no? I don't think I saw that. <laughs> I would remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Gary Cole's in the first half. I saw that one. I've seen you watch them both. No, wait. Oh, uh, maybe I didn't see that one. The theater. Was that the one with the theater? No, I didn't see the theater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was in the second part. That that clip is from the second part where he goes to that island and everyone was like leprosy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I did see that. Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. I don't remember that, though. Wow. Yeah. That I wouldn't know. Interesting. All right, let's go with. I want to hear a Simpsons one. I like the third dimension one. Yeah, it's good. I'm somewhere where I don't know where I am. Let's go with that one. Well, where's my dad? Well, it should be obvious to even the most dimwitted individual who holds an advanced degree in hyperbolic topology that Homer Simpson has stumbled into the third dimension. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW Twilight Zone Review, episode 281. We watched 2002 Twilight Zone, episode 123, Last Lap. I am Phoenix West. Dick. And we're done talking about this episode. So until next yeah. time in the meantime. Okay. Goodbye. So I love Clifton Collins Jr. We've talked yes. about him before. He's yes. an American treasure. Until next time. In an, oh, what? You got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He plays like a teenager in this, and I do not buy that at all because he looks like no. he's 37. He looks my age. <laughs> he looks. He looks like he does in fucking... He looks older than he did in Traffic, which was two years prior to this. He was uh, 32 at this time. Wow. He was 30. He's, yeah, I'm not far off. He does not look like a teenager. Holy shit. He played a teenager in in 187, and that movie came out in like 97, so he was 27 then. This is five years later, and he's still playing a teenager. (laughs) Jesus. Or maybe he's like, you know, 20, 21. But he's clearly supposed to be young because he like, lives with his parents still. Okay. How do we start this off? Clifton Collins Jr., his character is apparently dying. He's got terminal cancer. He's got, what, a couple weeks couple weeks left? Hiccup, sorry. He's, yeah, he's dying of cancer. He has terminal cancer. And they, he's got his buddy who's taking Marco. him. To, yeah, Marco, who's... Um, Talking about old times and how they used to ride together because I guess Clifton Collins Jr. is like a, is a whiz with cars and he built the car they're driving yeah. for a big race that's supposed to happen. He's not going to live for. He's not going to live for, but he's like, oh, it's the last lap of the race, yeah? I feel like they saw Fast and Furious the year before and were like, we need to do a car episode because kids love cars. Throw some Hispanics in there. And the guy, the guy has those Picks in there. Jesus, and I still like that. Uh, um, hey, class four or shit. lower. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, it was the same car from the Fast and Furious, by the way. 
It's the same car. It's boring and cheap and predictable as fuck. This episode is... How early in this episode did you guess what was going to happen? Oh, well, I just, I was bored. I was just like, it was such a, a so roundabout way to tell the, like the moral of the story. Yeah. It's just so, it was just, and it's just like, there's nothing about it that's interesting because it's like, he's dying of cancer. The whole episode is him to accept that he's dying. Yes. But his friend, because the way it's, um, he lives life in a day kind of thing because they're, they're doing the race. He loses control of the car. And then, like, it flashes to Clifton Collins Jr. in the ambulance. And he goes, well, where's my friend? You didn't make it, man. And he goes, oh, I have terminal cancer. He goes, you don't look like you have cancer to me. Well, he goes, so he has no cancer. <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, first of all. I'm not do- a doctor. First of all, Dr. fucking Dexter. Because yeah. do you remember the shot when he's in the ambulance? And it looks like Dexter, Dexter looking over his, his victim. And he's just like, oh, Marco didn't make it, man. His neck snapped now immediately. We're- so, um. Yeah. Um. I, he didn't have any pain. And he's like, I hope that yeah. makes you feel better. He's like, it doesn't at all. Don't. Doesn't, man. And he goes, oh, man, I should be the one that's dead. I got terminal cancer. And he goes, I'm no doctor, but you look perfectly healthy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Again. So, so, and that happens. And then he's walking around. Hold on. I'm going to show Dr. Dr. Dexter. Because watch this oh, angle. Dr. Dexter. It, it looks just like a Dexter episode. Look at this. Yeah. Ah! And then... Come on, that's him. Yeah. That's Dexter. That's, pre- that's pretty good. Sorry, man. He didn't make it. It even looks like him. It's not just the angle. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, like you're you're kind of getting to the, what happens after this. Well, you, you tell me I blow my nose real fast. All right, thanks for muting it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, they okay. So let me backtrack a little bit because they're they're in a car. And they decided to go around this track, which for some reason is all decked out for their big race, even though it's not supposed to be ready yet. As they cross the finish line, they crash for no fucking reason. And then we get Dr. Dexter here. Um, so Marco's dead. That, yeah. I was going to say, too bad the homeless guy wasn't the homeless guy from Back to the Future. That the character actor's name. But Buck Flower? Buck Flower. Or, uh, Crazy even, drunk drivers. <laughs> yeah. Or even Old Man Marley. Yeah, I don't know. What if that car comes out of the ground every 57 years and eats a child's soul? I think old man Marley is dead at this point. <laughs> 2002, he's got to be dead by this point. Doesn't he die? No, he lives for this. Shh. Well, Home Alone was 1990. Yeah. And then he was old there. He was 12 years later. I don't know. Well, apparently he's, he's only 57 in, in the, the 85 episode. So. Uh, go by it. <laughs> Yeah, I already closed that tab, at, so I'm not going to look at it. I'm looking at I'll, I'll look at it right now. But um, um, I wish, as, as they pull in the ambulance here, how funny would this have been? Because, okay, so look look where they are. They're on the exact same track. It cuts to the wide shot, and you see the ambulance taking Clifton Collins to the hospital. How funny would this have been is if the ambulance drivers are in the front, and it cuts to them, and they're like, you want to do a lap? And then it's yeah. the same fucking thing over again. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead, but Clifton lives, and he's, he's got super strength now. <laughs> uh, is You're he not dead? I believe this. He's still alive, right? No, no, no. He died 2011 at the age of 87. So he might have been 57 if he hit that episode. Yeah. 
I don't think he's that far off. Like, yeah, he just looked like he was seventy-seven in that episode. Yeah, it's yeah. He didn't look bad. He didn't look like he was in ill health. He just looked like an old man when he was only fifty-seven. Just kind of unfortunate. Well, okay. he was a conscientious objector in World War Two. Of World War Two? Yeah, I didn't know you could be in back then. Well, he they put him in a mental institution. Wow. So says IMDb. IMDb. See, I, the way I feel about the wars, I'm not going to get too political or into it. World War II, I would go fight. Uh, Vietnam, I'm, I'm, I'm a conscientious objector. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I know. You no, go for fuck sure. yourself. There's nothing to yeah. gain here. We're not stopping evil. We're just doing some weird shit. Yeah, you get some weird commie war. Yeah, no thank you. But World War II, yeah, so that shit's going to spread if we don't stop it. We, we yeah. have to. Um, it turns out Dracula did it by himself, so that's all, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Dracula and his, his wonderful... If you learn nothing else from the Night Gallery, Dracula stopped the Nazis. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Hitler didn't shoot himself and then light himself on fire. It was just Dracula. Oh, and don't forget, Mar- Old Man Marley was in Christine. Call back to our Christine episode. Who is he in Christine? He's the guy that sells the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old guy in the, in the field. The old weirdo. Yeah. He's been around. He's in well, a lot of stuff. That was like a few years before this, or before the, his episode, like four years. So yeah. When he was in his early 50s. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked like he was 76. <laughs> that man, he must be thousands of years old, and he just lied about his age. Probably. I fought in the war with Dracula. <laughs> Dracula, he called himself. It was weird. Dracula. A lot of werewolves around. Well, I knew him back in his, uh, his better name, Vlad. Vlad Tepich. <laughs> Vlad the uh, Impeller is what he called himself. Me and, and the Impeller. <laughs> he got away with so time. much just by pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> I'm Vlad the uh, Impeller. Uh, don't look too far into that. Uh, anyway. A little Impeller. I'm a vimper. Um, I feast on human blood. Uh, <laughs> so you got some laying around. You from Canada. <laughs> blood. I get some blood, man. Eh? Come on, blood. Okay, so, takes him to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. He goes back the next day to the track. Uh, he talks to the homeless man, who's not Buckflower, and yeah, he's like, you it. saw the, you were there for the, and he's like way too Southern California-ish for me. Yeah. He's like, you were there for the race, man. Like, what was that yeah. like? What did you see? Did they take all the banners down? He's like. The homeless guy is like, I didn't see no race. You got a dollar fifty for me. I need to get something to eat. I will do unspeakable things right now for a subway sandwich. I'll he, suck your dick for five dollars. And here's two. my here's my biggest problem with this episode is they're trying to do two different things at the same time. Yeah. They want to do the episode like we watched with uh what's his guy what's his name from nine oh two one oh? Brian Austin Green. Uh, yeah. Where he goes back and relives and, and, and you know, realizes his mistakes. But yes. they also want to do a thing where he's really the dead one and, and starting to realize it. And none well, of it ties together well. It, it, it's about him accepting his fate. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, but it's a weird way to do it because, yes. like, and everybody's like, but the weird part is his fantasy is everyone who knew Marco doesn't care that he's dead. So is that like, that's the way to release your fear of death? Is that you just accept the fact that nobody gives a shit that you're gonna die? Yeah, it's a weird 
message here? The message they want to say is learn to accept your own death. The sure. problem is, and what you think they would do is he would go and talk to his sister, which he does. He would talk to his yeah. parents, and they would have the conversations with him of, it's okay that your friend's gone. They tried to do it, but it failed miserably. They should yeah, go. That's terrible. He's, you know, he's gone, but that's okay. This is what he meant to us. But instead, they yeah. just go, why are you sad? It's not sad. It's not sad at all. Yeah. Like robots, like scripted robots. Well, and it's and because his sister was his was the was the girlfriend to him. He goes, "You loved him, oh whatever." I get over him. So what? It's like it's not Rosie Perez, Dick. Come on, uh, uh, a little bit. It's close. This girl's pretty attractive. Still, uh, here's here's this girl now. Um, I didn't pay attention to this episode, so I didn't really see her. Oh yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, look at those eyes. Oh, who's that? She's pretty. <laughs> Mercedes de la Zerda. Um, oh, yeah. She's in John Tucker Must Die, Stargate, Alpha, which I've never seen. Or I'm not going to watch that I, ever. What the fuck is that? She's in Planet War of the Planet of the Apes? Oh, is she the... Is that one of the Hughes brothers? Albert Hughes directed this. Yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wow. You got to pay your dues. She's still acting in Nancy Drew, um, designated survivor. So she got drunk around Keith Sutherland, or at least she was there when he crashed her Christmas tree. How you doing? I'm a pirate. Um, That'll explain everything. <laughs> if you haven't watched the video clip of Kiefer Sutherland oh. tackling a Christmas tree, you have not lived. Hey, can we play that right now? Can we find that and watch that? Yeah, let me find it because it's better than the whole episode. It's short, it's short as shit and it's really funny. And actually, it's eminent domain because it's not, it's not owned by anybody. Eminent domain? Watch <laughs> Whatever. Public domain? It's not uh, in my domain. Eminent domain, which means the government will come and take your video clip. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, the okay. other one. Let's see here. Here we are. All right. Starts here. That would explain everything. Come on. <laughs> He's the best. And he, did, and he doesn't care. Like, he did, like, they talk about it. Like, you did that. He goes, yeah, I did. Well, he doesn't like, care because he doesn't remember that. No. The dude was completely blackout drunk there. When he, There's a few seconds before that where he says a little speech to the camera. I, I cut it no, off. It's, but, are you a pirate? Yeah. And he says, you're a pirate, Keith. He goes, well, that'll explain everything. He jumps <laughs> to the Christmas tree. It's amazing. And none of it makes any sense. So at least he was well, like I, a fun party guy. Like Charlie Sheen was the sad one. No, he's still <laughs> this way. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Matt's brother, Todd, he went to the Rustic Inn over there in Hollywood, or um, it's more like uh, by Griffith Park. But um, Kiefer, that's his bar. <clears throat> He'll go there sometimes. And I guess he said he was in there one night and Kiefer was there. And he said Kiefer was doing scissor kicks for drinks because he wanted to prove that he, could, and he wanted to get drunk. So he actually did. He said he did it. He could scissor kick. And he would give him drinks and he would do it. It was amazing. I wish I could have seen that. That would have been wonderful. It's one of those things where you're like, this is great and so, so sad. Not so sad. He's enjoying himself. I would say, hey, I'll buy the drinks the rest of the night as long as for the rest of the night you talk in that weird cadence from Dark City. (laughs) I will get a drink for you. White Russian sounds good to me right now. 
Oh, that would explain everything. It's like every word he says, someone just punched him in the stomach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this really hurts. Will drink this. Like, it's so My weird. My dad was in Hunger Games. It gets better as the movie goes on, but his first couple scenes, it's like, oh yeah, my rough. god. He tries it way too it's hard. So rough. For it's no a reason. Pretty bold right. choice. Last lap. We're not going to have Frank in this show. Okay. Um, Frankenheimer. He goes and talks to his, to his sister at the bar. He shows up. She's with some dude. And then when he talks to her. Not at a bar. They had a house party. Yeah, something weird. It looked like a bar, though, some of it. Kind of. It reminded me of the super bad party. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, first of all, there's a, a girl after when he goes to the track and talks to the homeless guy. He looks up and a girl takes off her shirt and throws it at her. Throws well, it yeah, because and you uh, hear the voiceover was, of Marco. Yeah, because that happened to them years before when they were racing. And so they say, I remember that day when those chicks took their shirts off and threw them at us. Uh. And that was the clue that something's happening. They also have Christine in this episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck's going on there? That was, that was way too obvious. Everything. He goes and talks to the brother who doesn't give a shit. That's that scene. But this is the scene. See, it's like a bar. There's... Yeah, it's kind of weird it's set up now. But then the sister is talking to this guy, and then it turns into Marco, who gives him a bottle. I'm going to stop sharing. And he starts chugging it. And he goes outside and talks to Marco in a car. And then he vanishes after he throws up. Yeah. And then he gets out of the car, and I'm like, oh, please, the rest of this episode, please let him be, like, blackout drunk, trying to figure this thing out. That would be so much I, fun. I was hoping I was hoping the same thing. But instead, it cuts to the next morning, and he overhears his parents and his sister talking mad shit about him. I'm so worried. He's still wearing the same clothes. He won't leave his room. Like, Yeah, again, though, it's like... That never happened. What is this episode about? There's no point to it. Because he's dead. This is him accepting death. It, that's the whole point of the episode. But everyone who loves him wants nothing to do with him. So it's like, you're going to die. They don't care. Just go die. Go to the forest and die. What they wanted was, your loved ones love you. You matter. Move on. It's it's okay. They're going to be okay. But they didn't do that. But what happens is... Oh, nothing fucking matters. All you did was die. Big deal, yeah. pussy. Get the fuck out of here. Shove off this mortal coil, you fucking pussy. Come on. Quit. You're in your emotions. That's a, that's die. the overall lesson we're supposed to learn here. Die before you do Boondock Saints 2. Oh, God. You poor bastard. Too late. It's too late, eh? It's too late. But his fucking parents. I'm looking at them right now. In the worst house in history. Look at this Wait, gaudy think- fucking house. I think his dad was that character actor that's been a bunch of things. Gary Carlos Cervantes, who I had to look up. I was like, is that the dad from that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode we watched? (laughs) It was not. Look at this. There's a lot going on here. Oh, man. That's a Picasso painting, eh? (laughs) Yeah. It's something. Oh, God, her clothes. It's one of Cheech Marine's Chicano art. (laughs) The patron saint, Cheech Marine. Well, Cheech Marine is a big Chicano art collector. Yeah. And I guess they said uh, every time, you know when Cheech Marine got divorced because he's doing a Cheech and Chong tour. Because he has to pay off the wife. So that's when he does a Cheech and Chong tour. Him and uh, Russell Crowe should get together and just swear off marriages. Yeah. Just stop. Stop getting married. Nick Cage well, can I, Russell Crowe was only married once, I think. I don't know. but I think he just, yeah, it was Daniela Spencer, whatever, the singer in Australia that he married. 
But that guy banged everybody in his prime, so he had a good run. And good now for he, him. And now, now he literally now he, can't. Now he can. Now he fucks Hagen Dazs bars. <laughs> he just loves that too much. I love this Russell Crowe the most, though. Mm-hmm. He's just giving up. Oh, I didn't change the background ever this entire time. This is, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is the um, this is the purple bloated Elvis uh, career moment for Russell Crowe. Yeah, this is banana peanut butter banana sandwich. Yeah, th- Elvis. This is nineteen seventy five to seventy seven <laughs> yeah. Russell Crowe. So he'll be right dead in a toilet here in a couple he years. He'll be dead soon once he gets his Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde movie, and then he dies. Well, it's not happening because that whole thing's done. Yeah. Well, it's not. If you the look Dark up, Universe is done. They're they're doing yeah, but some the, of it. They're doing with Bloom, yeah, the Invisible yeah. Woman, uh, Invisible Man with Moss, which I haven't seen yet. I still need to watch it's that good. one. It's good. I heard it's really good. Yeah, I need to watch it. Yeah. Don't expect a whole lot. Just watch us. It's a yeah. simple movie, and that's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. After the fucking Tom Cruise. No, it was awful. It was so awful because it was just clearly a ripoff of American Werewolf in London. It yeah. was fucking awful. Well, I just read that Nicholas Holt's going to be Renfield, the Dracula sidekick. They're doing that movie for Universal. Huh. So they're going to do that. Huh. Why? Stop. I thought vampire movies were done and over with. We're not doing those anymore. Yeah, do little indie vampire movies like Let the Right One In and shit. And Stupid Hollywood. Leave vampires out of Hollywood. We're good. Let the Right One In was still, what, 12 years ago? Yeah, and let it be 12 years shit. ago. 30 yeah. days a night. Fine, leave it. Yeah. Just keep them simple. I don't want series of vampire movies. This isn't the 70s. Chris Lee's no. not around. No. Let's not do that shit. Okay, so I did run at one point. Is this Soul Taker? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the same story. Rockin'. Don't <laughs> you ever say Zepp is dead. Zeppelin wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever say that? Oh, my God. Zeppelin was wrong, man. Uh, MST3K episode Soul Taker. It's my favorite episode of that show. That's a good one. But yeah, it's it's the same story where the guy car crash, yeah. he's dead. Only the fact that there's not like literal death following them. But right, yeah. But it's um okay. So he sees Marco outside when he talks to his family, and he goes outside. And he talks to Marco for a good while. Who's like, just accept it. It's fine. Move on. I'm dead. It's great. And then it cuts to Marco's funeral, and nobody seems to give a shit. They're all having fun, and he goes up to the casket, and he's like, okay, and he starts to walk away. He's like, why so sad? He literally says like something like that. Why so sad, man? And then berates him at his own funeral. <laughs> and then it cuts right back to the last lap that they were in before, and yeah. they crash, and then Marco's the one that lives, and Andy's dying, and he's like, it's fine, dude. It's, bro, it's cool, bro. Well, what I don't like about this was that the car's on fire, and they're not like burnt or like nothing happened to them. They were able to get out of the car before it blew up in flames. It just sucks. It's so lame. It's a horror. It's this is probably the worst episode. Well, I don't know. That's possible. Look at that! Looks like they exploded. There's fucking flames. All the like, pieces of the car on but fire they around are, them. They are completely fine. There's no burns, no nothing. 
the fact that they set something on fire for this episode is actually the most amazing thing here because Jeez. everything else is, ah, and it cuts and it, you know overexposure think, cuts. Do you think that they stole this shot from another movie? They were shooting it like a big Hollywood blockbuster, and they're like, "We got, they're gonna be there. There's gonna be a car fire. Let's just get the after they do the car blow up. We just run to the corner real fast. We'll get that one shot." Stallone's doing his weird Formula One movie. We'll just shoot it in the back. We won't even know we're here. Okay. I think it. I think it's called driving. Driven. <laughs> driving. Driven. Me. Yeah, it, it's bad. And then Clifton Collins is like, "It's okay, bro." And Marcos is crying. And he dies. Yeah. And then my favorite shot of this entire thing is this. Because it is it is something. When he pops up on the screen here. Oh, shit. I didn't mean to stop screen sharing. When he pops up here, watch this. It's natural to fear death. But with a little help from his family, <laughs> Andy Perez learned to accept. I love it. Rest in peace, Andy. Rest in peace, yeah, this episode sucks. But here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do, he fears death, therefore his yeah. his best case scenario is, I live, my friend died. Wait, I don't really want that. Let me die instead. But they cut all of that out. And instead, they only show you the scenes where he goes and talks to Marco's family and friends, and they go, oh, fuck Marco's. That guy's dead. I don't give a shit. Oh, okay, I guess I'm fine with dying now. What? He didn't say goodbye. He didn't learn a lesson other than the end told me he learned a lesson, but we didn't see that. Show, don't tell. Holy shit, episode. Fuck you. Awful. Yeah. I like the 2002 version so far. That one sucked, though. That one was awful. Oh, God. I gave it a five. You get a, I give it a four. I this might give it a like... four. I'm a four. This was so bad. I just kept thinking of Fast and Furious and how I hate that movie so much. You know what? I'm going to go to four because of the lack of cohesion with what they're trying to do compared to what they showed. Yeah. Because they were trying to do one thing and forgot to show any of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. We showed the wrong episode. Oh, shit. I forgot the whole second act of the show. Fuck. Call Clifton. See if he's busy. He's busy. He's doing 15 other movies right now. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's busy being in everything. He's busy being in every movie <laughs> ever made. Clifton Collins Jr. is is awesome. He is good. He's in Star Trek? I had no idea. Uh, yes, he was. <laughs> he's in Capote, Traffic, he, he Last is, Castle. He's the second in command of Eric Bana in Star Trek. He's in Westworld, which I love. Um He's in a lot. Oh, he's of, great in Westwood. Yeah, he's in just like so much cool. stuff. Like, there's yeah. way too much for to even cover. Scott Pilgrim. That's right. He's hilarious <laughs> in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, he's the vegan police. Yeah. He's awesome in Scott Pilgrim. Crank High Voltage. Um, TV the movie. <laughs> TV the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So much. I don't want to go in detail, but all right. No, he's good. He's yeah. one of the good guys. Okay, fours all around then. Yeah, terrible. Right. Yeah, go fuck yourself. It's, you're not going to top this this quote from the from the 2002 version. I have a sunflower in my ass if you're interested. And they turned her into mulch. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I do have a clip of the of the night gallery that was the best before our oh. vampire one. 
with Desi Arnaz Jr. <laughs> I also have the worst one we've watched. No. No, it's so, not the worst. That's, the, that's not the worst. Brenda was worse. <laughs> no, Brenda was worse, but also uh, the fucking monkey one, the ape one. Oh, God. Hatred unto death. <laughs> Hatred unto death, I oh, think, man. is the worst ever. That one is really bad. Yeah, can't argue with that. That one is, like, painful to watch. Although our high point for 2002 Twilight Zone will always be this. When I die, I want to be high. Yes. All you need. Is. That's all you need to know about 2002 version. So much so that we were talking high. about wedding music the other day, and she goes, Can I come down the aisle to that? And I was like, I can make that happen. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it's like an inside joke with us, and she's never seen the episode. Gonna be high with my currency. Well, she writes, She wrote on my whiteboard, she goes, when I die, I want to be high. Just bury me with my current feet. Just that's <laughs> funny. Current feet. I was like, yes. why current? Do people get feet replacements? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there, is there, is diabetics get fake feet? I don't yeah, know. It's just funny. Like, um, maybe. All right. Fuck this episode. Although Clifton Collins Jr. did a good job. I don't want to. I don't want to well, take he's any. Good, he's good in everything. He's yeah. a professional, professional actor. Give him anything, he'll do it because he's just he's good at what he does. The man. Is a national treasure. I'll say it again. Yep. I can never say he was bad in a movie. He was an extract, wasn't he? That Mike Judge movie that wasn't very good. And he still was. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that one all the way. He's still fine in that. Like, I don't remember that one. Yeah, that one's not, not very good. I just remembered uh, in extract, uh, she's a temp. She's a tramp? <laughs> like that's the best part of the movie. It's 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 a missed, missed opportunity, that movie. Great cast. Terrible movie. Um, all right. So let's get out of here. LIWstudios.com for me. Lloyd Dinger Wonderland on YouTube. Uh, you? Anything? No, I'm fine. Okay. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick the cat. So long, citizens. So long, Clifton Collins Jr. Fucking got those. That's from 187. I love him in that movie. <laughs> He's in that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>